Hello, this is Gary Van Warmerdam, and this is the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from PathwayToHappiness.com. The following is an interview of myself by Daniel Moore about, well, what are we and what makes up the universe and the complexities of what it is to be human in this world. What are we? What's going on in here? What is what is reality? What's happening in this place, in this world? And why is it chaos? And why do I have thoughts in my head that are out of control? They're my thoughts. Shouldn't I be able to change them? And why do I react the way I do? And what is this human being? And what's our place in the universe? Kind of like, what are we? That kind of question. Yeah, I mean, forget about the world. I think just myself. Like, what I am is the biggest curiosity, really. Okay, so first let's talk about the purpose of this conversation. So okay. uh, then I can decide what to share in what way. Right. Why do you want to have this conversation with me? Well, my idea was, I believe that there's a lot of things that could be shared that maybe you don't share or you're not asked about directly that you could share and would be helpful for me, you, I think even, and many people. And I think these are things that could provide a, a, provide a window into what the spiritual process looks like and what it is in, in a sort of maybe a more intimate way than say, you just speaking about a topic on your own because I get to ask you things. Yeah, things that may not be clear or you want to go deeper on. But... Okay. Um, so we'll begin with what are we? You know, then we get to the other curious questions. Why are we here? Or how are, how are we here? Or... Yeah, let's start with what are we? How are we here is also an interesting one. Um, and I just, I just put this in a newsletter and I think it's, I, I'm starting to have an idea for another book. And so it's like, well, maybe I'll just start writing it through newsletters, but, but this is a way to go deeper. So we're human beings. We're multidimensional beings. Um, and just like our physical body has many organs, many aspects, you know, we have a heart, we have a brain, we have a stomach, and our stomach is connected with our nervous system to our brain and affects how we think and how we feel, and not just when we're hungry. You know, our, our just physical body is a multidimensional organism made up of... Hmm, co-working parts right? and when it's healthy it works well together say it has an autoimmune system problem it fights itself one part of the body is attacking the other part of the body so you see it's a multi-dimensional being and when I when I would say what am I is a human being 
then I'm a I'm a multidimensional being and I have a physical body. Um, I have an emotional body. I have uh, a soul. Am I the soul? Well, soul is part of me. Uh, I have a, a gender energy, we'll call it. Some balance of yin and yang energy. Masculine, feminine energy. Okay. The way that the we, most living beings, are divided up. Uh, and that masculine, feminine energy, yin, yang energy is not always, is, is usually congruent with the physical body. Sex, gender, but not always. Uh, but I have those kinds of energy and that changes in puberty, <laughs> right? That to activate strongly in a direction. And that is... Kind of the vehicle for for consciousness to reside in. So now I, I I have this consciousness, and where exactly is that? Sometimes we could say it's inside the body, and at certain points can have experiences of it outside the body. And that's interacting in the world that is also a field of consciousness. Uh, and then that line can cross when you, your consciousness can merge with other things and feel and experience things inside and outside the body differently. So my consciousness is the vehicle which we use. It's, it's, a, it's a field of awareness to perceive. Right? And then all of that is activated by our spirit just kind of this, this ray of light dropped down inside this human. <laughs> it's emanating a force of activity for all of this to activate for the life of the human body till it's kind of run its cycle. Um, and so all of that are, are the dimensions of us as a human that are doing different things with different agendas and that may or may not be working in harmony with each other, may, not, may or may not be integrated. Uh, and when they're not integrated, then we, we suffer uh, or we have conflicts with ourselves. Um, and there's another component. Oh, yeah, there's this other thing called the mind. Um, that is what we have. Uh, I tend to say not what we are, what we have, just like we have a human body. Um, 
when I talk about what we are, I generally talk about from the point of view of consciousness, but we could also, some people might identify more with the body. Oh, I'm, I, you know, they feel like when the body dies, I'll die. Some people might be identified with the mind and then they feel like, oh, you know, I, I am the one thinking these thoughts and I am my mind inside this body. But then a different level of awareness, you can have the perception of consciousness and I see my mind. I see its dreams and stories and thoughts and memories that are all stored in the mind. I see its conversations and the voice in my head is part of the mind. So uh, kind of like as consciousness, you can move around into the body and feel like you're the body. You can move into your uh, gender energy and feel like very identified with that you can move into your soul or your spirit and then that is a perception that that's what i am so the the consciousness is in a way a dreamer and when you say that, that that's the localized consciousness not the whole first personal consciousness yeah that's able to move into you know the feeling in your heart and when you're emanating from the body, love. You're like, okay, I am love. I'm creating love. And the I am is the consciousness saying, well, I've gone into this experience and I'm emanating this love. It's like, oh, I'm, I'm the creator of love. Okay. And then consciousness can go into one of our stories. Oh, I'm judging myself. Oh, uh, that person really hurt me. And we've gone into the identity of what I call characters or subpersonalities. In my book, I'll talk about characters. We've gone into a victim story and we're playing the role in our mind. This person really hurt my feelings. I'm so sad for what they did to me. Now we're in a story. And it's an emotional story. And we're in this storytelling part of the mind. And we experience the victim part of the mind telling a story. And we feel like, oh, that's all really what we are until we move into our heart and we go, oh no, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a creator of an expression of love, right? So as consciousness, we can, just like uh, when we dream and imagine, we can go into and have a dream at night of many different things and was like, oh, that all feels very real. As consciousness, the dreamer, we can go into many different energies uh, of love, of the spirit, of how the soul perceives, how the body perceives, or different of the many different stories in the mind and perceive things from there. So uh, then then as consciousness, we can have many different experiences. And when we have each one, we feel like, oh, that's what we are. Until we shift it, and then we have, well, that's what I am. And so it can be very confusing uh, to move back and forth, to have many different experiences. Each one feels like reality, even just to be in the mind. We can have many different stories that change, 
you know, in a minute. And we're all, we think we're all of that. And we experience ourselves as the characters in these stories. Yeah. And it can change from one thought to the other, uh, how we feel emotionally and how we look at things changes. Uh, and so if you step back, you go, well, what, what the heck? I'm going, and you start to become aware. You first start to notice like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm brokenhearted and sad, but I'm angry at this, that, that I broke up. And I'm angry at the person for breaking me, breaking up with me and I hate them, but I want them back. You know, so and the maybe mind I'm is, excited about being single, and you know, it could all be in there. <laughs> and and I'm excited by so like when you're in each one of those, <laughs> I don't, depending on which day it is, you know, like oh, it feels really well. Oh, I have to get them back until we talk to a friend. And like you, you really want that? And go. Oh no, no, God, it was terrible, right? And then we don't want it. But these here were just in different stories, different narrative stories in the mind, conflicting with each other. And this is just the mind, uh, but that's, and so we have different experiences of what we are because the mind has many different narrative stories or dreams that we're dreaming. That happens during the day, but it's kind of like dreaming at night. But it happens during the day with our stories. Yes, yes. The, the way that we dream at night is very similar to the way that the dream is during our thoughts during the day. Uh, the difference is, is that we don't have a, a physical reality or reality. There's another word. Um, we don't have a physical construct for continuity. And so the dream at night can just change very much the way we not many rules Day, daydream can change very much yeah there's not all of those um newtonian kind of laws that seem to exist in our current reality when we're awake yeah so so and, the, the dream at night is is could be more wacky or interesting or so, so let me clarify and see if i understand and tell me where i understand where i where i'm way off so <laughs> We have this, you, you split it off through like, we have this personal consciousness and we might want to speak about where that is actually, if it is anywhere, but that's inseparable from the consciousness, the I am, that's all of creation. We can call God. Maybe that's what it means. You know, man was made in the image of God. Let's not relate it to God because then I would have a different. Okay. Uh, okay. Di different. So we'll have to look at Use that, of that of that concept. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's a universal field of consciousness. Everywhere. And then we have a per personal one inseparable from that one that we can, and we can connect through our personal In, one. Inseparable, but if, but we can also put ourselves in a dream where we experience separation. Yeah. We seem, we believe that we're separate. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We can okay. we we can believe and experience separation even though we're not. Yeah. Okay. And I don't know if this this nuance is important part of what you're reflecting back or you just want to go and 
It might be. We'll see. But but then we can take our personal consciousness into all these places where there's different stories in our mind and energies in our emotional body and our soul and our spirit and our yin and yang, feminine, masculine energy and experience each one of those. And each one we go to, we feel like, oh, that's what I am because that's what I'm experiencing. But then we move into something else and I'm like, oh, that's what I am. You know, it's kind of like, I think of, you know, somebody might be really confident and self-assured one moment and then really deflated and like, uh, I just shameful in myself. The other moment, I think we all, we've all had those experiences or we, or for ourselves and saw someone move through that. And we're like, what the heck? You're always this confident person. What, what happened? Well, there's different parts of themselves depending on where they are at each moment. And and what's their competency in, you know? If they're competent in writing computer programs, it doesn't mean they're competent in talking to or, or how they feel around a, a, a date, somebody they're seeing in relationship, you know? Yeah. You know, it's like, I was confident around engineer, but okay, intimacy, I'm like, ah, right? Like, okay, now I'm moving into into a, an energy I'm unfamiliar with and don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And then you know, we might feel, yeah, comfortable in our job in engineering, but not in a date, not, not in an date. intimate relationship. No. Or you might feel great on a date, but five dates in, this is getting intimate, we feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, Now, now we're... And in different territory, different experiences. So, so what we are, we can move through all these different experiences. We're not any of them. We can. How would you put it? We could say we're not any of them, or we're all of them, depending on the point of view. Or how would you put we're, that? We're not the. Ex we are not the experience. We are the. Let's think of like we're the. We're the sum total of all these energies combined working together or sometimes working in conflict with each other that we can use to both experience the world and, and here's another component of what we are is to express and create. Okay, so this is the way as consciousness we perceive the world, but we also have this force of, of will and creation and faith that we can activate in how we express and therefore create. And then we can create new energies and experiences. Absolutely. And we can also consciously choose which energies we want to focus on. Yeah, or what happens often is the mind, if we're in consciousness and we're entrained in a story and narrative in the mind, we're creating what is habitual of the mind as opposed to what you might say we want from our soul or our heart or... Right? So this is not all we, we could choose if we have the awareness and the skill to say move into a heart energy, a soul energy, uh, presence, consciousness presence, and then go, okay, then we activate our ability because this vehicle is both perceiving in these many different dimensions all at once and can create in many dimensions at once. So we're, 
we're a perceiver of the world and a creator in the world through many, uh, through all these dimensions. We can create emotions. We can create a physical action with our body. We can create the, with, with the kind of intent and action and faith through consciousness. So we're, what we are is knowing that I am, and we kind of like, <laughs> I am perceiving and I am creating. I'm a perceiver and I'm a creator. Yeah. You yeah, you referred to that as like I am, I perceive, I create. I wrote that down. You said that once. Yeah. So there's the I am, then I perceive and I create. Yes. I guess the challenge is for people, including myself, maybe less these days, but can happen is that we're essentially like invisible, you know. Like we'll really get down to it. Would you How put do you it mean that we way? are invisible? We're used to perceiving forms, you know, even an energy is a form, mm -hmm. some some maybe solid form. And then we move through all these different experiences, and we're I don't know if trained or just that's kind of the human condition when we're born. We're used to kind of believing that everything we per we perceive is us. Mm. And we all we perceive are forms. But then if we want to look for ourselves, I remember asking you once, you know, many years back, it's like, what am I? Because I see I'm not this voice and I'm not this character and I'm not this. But like, what am I? Because I could see I'm not all of these forms. And so I got to the conclusion I'm formless. Yeah, when you when you pursue that question, uh, we'll talk about the mind is structuring the question. Yeah, and and the assumption in the question is a, is that we'll find something that's physical that has Something a form. tangible. Yeah. Here I am. There, there yeah. I am. Here, like oh, I see this water <laughs> bottle. Like it's real. Right. As as the physical is real. Yeah. But then, you know, as you go further and you you sit in, have an experience of yourself as perceiver, let's say, wow, you sit, you breathe and you're like, what am I that's noticing my breath? We'll keep it simple. What am I that's noticing? Oh, I can I can express this force through my hand to raise it like I can I animate this body. But the force animating this body is not the body because I can perceive it and I express it, change it, right? What am I as that is activating the force? So now we kind of put the attention closer and closer inward to like, hey, what am I as perceiver? And what am I that can activate a force to move this body or, or speak these words, right? And it becomes less physical and invisible, like you said, very much so. And yet, if we hold our attention there, we, there's something there. There's a, and, and this is where you kind of go, oh, it's presence or consciousness. It's too good 
labels for it. And we can become aware of our, our, our consciousness aspect uh, and go, okay, that's the, that's the closest version we can identify. And then we kind of say, well, what's, what's underneath that? Well, consciousness is being animated by the power of a spirit. You see a spirit present, what's the word, like before consciousness? When you say before, I what would do you mean? Say, we said what's behind that? At a deeper root, yes. Well, we all begin with spirit, life force. We need to get the labels correct. We're not. Just so, <laughs> we're not just for clarity's sake. Okay. Yeah, if we're going to try this, yeah. Do you. But I don't want to make this theoretical, but like really in a real level is this I we talked about this, I think, but I see the I am as coming or the consciousness before spirit. Because but I think you just use different words. Could be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, to me and my and and this is all my current model, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure. Sub subject to revision. <laughs> the best I see it because in the last year and a half I went on a on a major journey of and kind of and has some deeper insight and would say un underneath it like the spirit or or whatever is giving life to life, um, I have to, I have to include what we'll call the void, which, if we look at the the physics side of it, is probably equivalent to dark energy and dark matter that makes up ninety five, ninety six, or something percent of creation and mass in the universe. So I. You know, it was, a, it was an exploration into that energy and go, oh, that's 20 times whatever we is form and matter. And when you account for that, you're like, okay, we know nothing about that. And so what is, and this is what's, and I'll, I'll give my, my version. This is what's animating everything. Everything is coming from the, called the void and you can go back in the old text it's like you know in the beginning was nothing it was formless and from that nothing you know, life and creation arose and it's continuing to do so the the universe is you know come out of this big bang where did it come from could be nothing but nothing is not nothing nothing is something the void is a something. Dark energy, dark matter is a something that we don't perceive from the, the physical matter side of perception. Tell me if this fits when you say it's, it's not enough. It's not an object, but it's alive. Yes. Yeah. Just like you don't see the air. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. 
<laughs> yeah, but even more so, because you yeah. can feel it's it's oh, yeah. like it's yeah. it doesn't have any objective qualities, but yeah. and it, it is yeah. aware of itself. It's it's doesn't have any physical qualities. I don't know what you mean by objective. It's an abstract word. Yeah, it doesn't have like any physical or energetic or dimensions to it. No, no, because you could say it's and it fits into the realm of what we call the unknowable. Uh, and but in my perception, I see it. It's in the in the macrocosm. You see, okay. Creation, creation of the world comes from the Big Bang and and from nothing was produced all the matter to create the galaxies and the planets and the earth and everything, you know, and escape life and birth creation, right? And this is 14 billion, almost 14 billion years ago. And that process is still happening because the universe is not only expanding, it's accelerating. And because it's accelerating, it's telling me, well, the explosion is still happening. What do you mean by accelerating? The the well, the the galaxies and are and, and planets are all moving outward away from each other. Right? So the universe is is expanding. Okay. And it's and it's not expanding at a constant rate, it's speeding up. Okay, it's speeding up its pace of expansion. It's speeding up its so the its acceleration. If you go back to Newtonian mechanics, right, force equals m a, right. To so get that acceleration, there has to be a force applied to the galaxies and the planets and the stars to push it out, so it speeds up, right. So what's the force pushing the galaxies around, so they are going even faster? Like the force that's going to move a galaxy and speed its movement. It's a big force. Yeah. Okay. It's like, oh, we want to speed up the planet. How much energy does that take? Well, now you can multiply the planet by Jupiter and by the sun. It's like massive force to like, oh, we're going to make you go faster. What is that force? And to me, that's the dark energy, dark matter. But on the spiritual side, that's the physics side, but the science side, but on the kind of the spiritual side, we would say it's the void, still working to create the world. Right? And that's happening at the macro level of galaxies in the universe. And that creation is happening at the microcosmic le level of quarks moving into existence and particles moving out of existence because that dark matter void is intertwined with, with, with all the matter around us. It's the dark matter and energy is everywhere that matter is. So wherever you see, you know, anything physical like the earth, there's 20 times dark matter there, dark matter and dark energy. So that's all working to create and, and the, this living being, your living being, everything we see, there's dark matter, dark energy, kind of like bringing that into existence in every moment and collapsing 
out of existence in every moment. And and we can actually align our personal consciousness with it and perceive it. I think so. You know, it's tough to say that, you know, yes, I did it or did I imagine it, right? Yeah, it's tough to say, but when you speak about it, it's almost like I could I could feel like I get a glimpse or a sense of it. Yeah, that's my that's my that's my sense of it as I would journey with consciousness into what is uh because it was it was this journey the last year and a half it started with a question. We'd have <laughs> question, we'd have to yeah. speak about it. I started would speak about what? This journey. Yeah, it's interesting. So it started started with a question, like what's the relationship between the void and intent? Uh-huh. So uh I was like, hmm. So then then a then a certain it was in Mexico on the Mexico retreat. I had that question, and so in one of the meditations we did in the cave, then I went with that question. I had that intent on the trip. I'm like, I would take that question and curiosity into this this cave for meditation. And then, okay, all the came. And then, so that was the new understanding for me. Is that the meditation you guided afterwards? Or did that? That I guided afterwards when? In the cave. Because I think it was related also to the meditation you um, guided us there. I don't know. Point. I don't remember what you I don't did. Don't remember. Okay. I don't remember the meditation I did there. Did I do something okay. at the end of that meditation? This is two years ago. Yeah, two I have really now. good memory. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. I probably I probably said okay. I'm going to share this. Yes. Kind of nudged everybody to perceive. Okay, I think that. you spoke about the beginning, and about the void. And then you mentioned, and I think you did this, I mean, you led this a few times in your group as well. And then light coming out of it, which I think is what you would call intent. Yeah. Push, and pushing and creating everything. And maybe that's that force that you speak about moving the galaxies that yes. comes from the void. Yes. Is intent the void, the, void is, the void is not a, it's not an empty hole. You know, it's 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 full. It's, it's a creator. There's not, there's not nothing there. It's, it's the most powerful creative force. You know, because if you think of a black hole, it's like a very symbolic on a natural level for the void physically. But then, okay, all that mass is going into something. Something's happening there. So you see examples of the void with a black hole. It's like things don't end there. It's like it's just whatever's next. Yeah, and correct my physics, it, it then transforms at some point, the black hole. It's got to become something else. It becomes a white dwarf or a red dwarf or other things. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think it, it becomes that. No, I think... Oh, I think... A, I think a black those hole kinds can of become... Things, those giant things kind of become a black hole. Oh, yeah, I got it upside. We have to check it. Yeah, because whatever goes into a black hole, I'm pretty sure we don't know what, what's next. That goes that falls into the unknowable, which is equivalent to the void. So it goes into, you know, it may be a case where it goes back into dark matter, dark energy. And so this is where you see 
dark matter and dark energy and matter going back and forth. Okay. But that's, I guess that's not, that's a physical manifestation of it. It's still not it because it's still perceived. Until it goes in the black hole and then it's not perceived. Okay. We'd have what's, to... what's, what's on the other side, right? I don't know. Exactly, the unknowable. <laughs> okay. Do you see intent and spirit? Spirit in a larger sense. Do you see both? Is that two names for the same for the same force? Okay. Uh okay, so let's go, let's go. If you want clarity, let's go to God. Let yeah, let's start with the beginning. I think it's easier for me, for people to get clarity if we start at the beginning and we see. Yeah. Yeah. We see how things like, evolve. Okay, so, so enough, enough of ourselves as what am I, a personal self, but like, okay, what's creation? Well, it has and, to be connected. If you want to figure out what I am, I think we, we have to yeah, go there. Yeah. So, so we, my current version for for the God thing, the God thing. <laughs> I had fun with this. I'm gonna have to post this. Uh, the God thing. Yeah, the God story. He got a really bad reputation you know there's a really bad narrative about god that he's judgmental that he's you know punishing god he's going to send you to hell if you don't i, I think that's just the judge becoming god in people's <laughs> minds so they call well, it god it's it, it very much so right that's the that's the that's a oh, sorry god a small g god as you say <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a story of what god is yeah right but i want to as we're going to speak of god can i just say something yeah. What let's and all these things, see if you can, for clarity's sake, keep every phenomena we talk about with one label. Or if you use another label for it, we mention that it's the same. Because otherwise things may get intermixed because all these things are less, right. you know. So tender. so there's there's a story of God. You know, you can what the religions are are their stories. Their beliefs are stories. Their mythologies are stories. You know, Poseidon was a god. Is now just a myth and story. You know, Zeus is just a myth and story. Like these are, these are gods with a small g, right? Apollo and Ares and all the gods. Um, and then you have, you know, your current religions were like, oh, those are real. Well, no, those are the current stories. That are the group of many people believe right and in the story you have idea right where's the idea the idea is in the mind right and often that idea blinds you from seeing another version of what that is so uh and in now the stories for many people the story is well the spirit or the spiritual and we think is the spirit is god and we say oh what's the What's the spirit and where's the spiritual come from and where's the spirit come from? You know, that is the beginning of the birth of a human being that has all this dimension. And the assumption that's implied in the language is that there's something spiritual and it's separate from something physical or emotional or uh, consciousness. Right. 
or consciousness is the spirit and that's God and the rest is unimportant because it's material. No, I think in my current version is, you know, the God, the God is the sum of all. It's all inclusive. You know, just like all these aspects of me and consciousness and emotion and mind and body and soul, fire and gender energy is all aspects of me. Everything in the universe is God. The universe is God. Okay? And that means God encompasses, you know, I'm I'm connected with God the way you're connected with God because we're all creations of the universe. And everybody we... is everybody is a creation of God. Everybody is part of the whole of God. Every planet, every galaxy, every black hole, all the dark matter and energy and matter and light is God. One being. Okay. Mixing and changing and growing and expanding. And we're all just various different manifestations of the one being God. The one universe. Okay. And to to begin to like try to find God in the universe, you're gonna you're gonna miss her. <laughs> because it's like, oh, is it over here? Is it over there? Like, well, no, you're, you need to look bigger. Right? It's like the fish looking for water. Uh, the water, uh, yeah. In a way, but the fish would also be the water. Yeah, fish is made of water. We're, we're 70% water. Water's in us. Part of our being. Yeah. Now, so God, God is God is everything that's matter, everything that's light, everything that's empty space, all of it, and everything that's dark and light. That also includes the unmanifested side of the void. Yes, that's where I see everything that's dark and light. Every, yes, everything okay. that's known and everything that's unknown, everything that is manifest and everything that's unmanifest. Yeah. Yeah, I think tell me you think it's a, it's an important distinction in a way the universe is the manifested side of God and then yes. there's the unmanifested or the void or unknowable universe the source. Okay, uh, well if I say universe I'm including manifest You're including that. Yes, okay. you have to you have to include dark matter and dark energy in the universe. Okay, you include that. Yeah. Everything that's known and unknown, everything that's seen and unseen. Uh, the universe is God, and we're animations, as if as if God had a, you know, a, a dream, and there was a character or an idea, and we're, we're here. We are as those things, also freely with agency to create and express and perceive, as I am. Yeah. Okay, we went back to the Bible where that's where that said that man or woman was made in the image of God. Is that we have that? Yeah, but which image? Which? Well, not that. Oh, I see. Not that image. Not yeah, the foe. Not the foe God. Yeah. Not. Yeah. So it's. It's. How do you want to interpret that verse? Those verses, right? 
So you can you can draw something that's a complete distortion. Through your lens. They use it. it for clarity and say, okay, this is this is how I see it. Okay. So yeah, we're going we're going back to the Bible because the, the, there are some good things in there. You know, I didn't I didn't understand it and, and I thought it was all malarkey, but then after after years and Miguel, my mentor, would would draw a lot from Christian teachings and i was like oh my god i never interpreted it that way oh now that makes sense i was like oh god i like these teachings now when i interpret it this way without the fear and judgment of being punished forever and the ideas of hell and being unworthy because i'm a sinner i was like well no that's not what we're trying to say at all in that stuff that's kind of like, nicer <laughs> like no clean that but you know you go to confession to clean that stuff out and and be free of those stories. I was like, oh, oh, okay, confession's a good thing. I'm not supposed to feel bad. It's like that's how you get rid of feeling bad is confession. Like you let your it's a way to liberate yourself from the judgment and guilt and shame. And and be free and and play again. But if you use confession, like, okay, really I sinned and I'm a bad person. Ouch. Narrative in the mind. Well, now you suffer some more, and that's actually a sin. Ouch. I'm using confession to hurt myself, that process of guilting and shaming myself. And now I'm hurting myself with the narrative story in the mind instead of getting free of stories. So, yeah, I was using this religion all wrong. Yeah, I don't think we have the chance really to have it properly explained because not many really have this understanding. So we get a distorted version from people who got a distorted version. Yes. Now, there's one thing I want to go back that I'm curious on. I'm not, I'm curious your thoughts on. I'm not sold on the idea that dark matter is the void as of yet because it's still perceivable. And I, I don't think that maybe it is, but I, I'm not, I'm not sure on it. How come you, how did you come to that perception? Well, why do you say, okay, it's still perceivable. Did I say it was not perceivable? No, you didn't say it was not perceivable. Yeah, no, I, I believe the void is perceivable. Okay. Okay. I think I got it now. Okay. Take a step back again. Okay. So God is everything. God is the unmanifested and the creator. But we start from the beginning. There's and, nothing, and, and the creation, and the creation. Thank you. Yeah. We could, we could. Okay, keep going. Then, how do we move to intent or spirit? From if let's say it started with just the void, mm -hmm. what then? Okay, so. We'll clear up another another one of those questions, the myth that people have that was like, well, there's always the, the Trinity. Oh, there's three gods in one, right? And I think it was the Father, the Son, Holy Ghost. Uh, and, uh, I was like, because we, our mind wants something simple, right? <laughs> I'm trying to understand the universe as one living being. Uh, 
you know, we, when we can't even contemplate everything that's going on in our own body, <laughs> this one human, we can't even contemplate all the different dynamics of a trillion cells working together in organs and those organs communicating and working. And how does it do all that? We don't know. We, we can't comprehend that. Right. <laughs> even just parts of that, but like, Oh, I see the universe as one living being like that's and, and how it's all doing. So, um, and then it's got three aspects. What? Okay, so uh, we could say the will, the word, and the manifestation, right? The will of God, the unmanifest, born into light or, or manifest light is the word. It's an expressive force. It's like a ray of light from the sun. And then the manifestation, that ray of light becomes something, you know, what is, what is matter, but dense energy e equals MC squared, right? Taking all this energy and compress into matter. Take a lot of energy, compress into matter, like, and now we have a form of energy. came from light, came from the void. So we have the unmanifest, the light, the manifest. We have the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. We have Krishna, Shiva, Vishnu. We have the Trinity. Uh, happening uh, in three forms, all of them, God being both creator and manifestation, creator and perceiver. And that's all God. It's all God. It's all the aspects of God. Yeah, if if we want to divide it up into want to three, divide it. three types, you know, how things move out of the void into manifestation and back. The, yeah. the vehicle between the two is light. Or or you could say energy. And so the word for you, just so we, we call it, we call it formless to light to form. Okay. Right? And we see, okay, all of that is God. Yeah. And form is made by light and the light comes from the formless, made by the formless. Yes. And just so we don't, for, for clarity's sake, we don't mix up, because we mentioned like a lot of terms. You could tell me if I'm misunderstanding that when you say like formless, the void, the will, God, well, not let's leave God, God is our, but formless, the void, the will, that's all one word for the same, different words yes. for the same. Yes. And light, intent, the word spirit question mark is also yes yeah, depends, words depends how we want to use the word spirit but good yeah okay so put spirit on a question mark and yeah, then I, i'd leave the word spirit out okay so light the word and In, intent. intent yeah and then form or what was that in the book form manifestation matter matter what we used to think that we are 
also. Yes. Okay. Okay. And matter by, you know, physical matter as opposed to energy. Yeah. Okay. I think the really relevant thing on this, except for that it's fascinating, is that this all happens to me in the microcosm. So if we understand this, we can understand ourselves better and even live a better life. Because we can understand that we can have an idea, for example, come out of nothing from formlessness, nothing. We can then move that into creation and then it could come into a form, could manifest. Yes. Like somebody has an idea, the simplest example for a, a business or they want a relationship that comes from not formlessness, mm -hmm. then it's just, it's an energy. And then they start to move it and they can actually create something, which is really yes. amazing. Yes. And they apply their will and their faith, which is kind of their intent to then create. Is wow, you know. So where does spirit fit? How do you want it to fit? It's it's a label, you know. We give it's it a label. All all of all of these words, they're just they're empty words, and we're the one that insert meaning into it. Okay, True. if I call if I call it, you know, uh, if I if I call it life, then life is God. Okay, spirit is everything. Spirit is the matter. Spirit's in matter, and 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 void. It's all life. It's all God, right? But if I want to say, well, I can divide it up differently. Okay. Okay. Depends how you use it. I think yeah. it's true. We use words. These are labels. I think the helpful thing, they point to an experience that we can then yeah. understand. Yeah. Not just mentally, but somehow in our, in our personal consciousness, we can understand and use. But I think one disclaimer to this whole conversation is we're using, in a way, our left brain thinking, discerning capacity to slice up reality. But in truthfulness, we can't really tell I me mean, we can't really slice up reality. We can't even divide all the, those. All those things are really like one. But to really have some map, we're using this slicer discerning part of our brain. We are. Do it. We are drawing artificial lines uh, uh, on on top of creation. You know, yeah, much of the way exactly. humans draw artificial boundaries between countries and people, they're made up. County lines are made up. Uh, we're going to say, oh, this is this county, that's that county. Uh, they're made up and they'll come around later. So, yes. Yeah, all so of those labels. That's just a disclaimer. Are, yes. Because if someone were to, and I'm I'm really aware of this because I just read the book by Jill Bolt, Dr. Jill Bolt Taylor, yeah. where she had her like left side of the brain literally not functioning. If we somebody were to just close off the left side of our brain, we wouldn't. We just like perceive everything. You perceive everything as one, and not not be able to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is and this is when you when you turn off that left side of your brain, you're taking all the labels, all the mind's stories out. And yeah, you see the continuity. It's really interesting. She mentioned like she could even not discern between colors anymore 
without that part. Like somebody had to teach her to discern colors. Mm. It was just just one, you know, one color, even sound. She couldn't discern sound. It was just one sound. I can see that. Yeah. 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 If you and and, and this this goes into yeah, our ability to kind of make distinction grows because I, I was listening to someone describe like what what do we hear as a young child? You know. Uh, but what actually is happening is the sound in the room will echo off the walls and it gets all blurry. Exactly. So it's like, wah. You know, if I say one word, it's actually, wah. That's it's what she was like experiencing it. without, she couldn't understand words. She yeah, couldn't okay. even understand distance. She couldn't understand that there's a distance between objects. She couldn't, she had to train her mind to perceive that it's all made up. That's even before we can think. I mean, I think our mind is trained yeah, to do that yeah. stuff. And and so yeah, we we end up having to block out all the echo sounds to find like oh the 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 the, <laughs> the first word, right? And then we give it meaning, right? And then we build meaning is the whole story. And, and reference library for that word. Yeah, so language language becomes a huge part. And then, yeah, we divide everything up initially also when it's, it's when you take that out, it looks very different. It's like, it's all blended. Yeah. Once. But this is, this is how we assemble the world and build our experience. Yeah, and that's how we, we need that to function in a way. Yes. Um, otherwise, we would just be blissed out and ignorant. I mean, blissed out is not, we just wouldn't even think about surviving or, or functioning as a separate entity. Yeah. So she she calls that like becoming a solid. Like, I'm going to become a solid for a moment, but she knows now it's an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, almost we're born, we're born formless. And we're perceiving formlessness and we have to build structure. And that is made up in our minds. Made up. Yeah. We, we assemble the world and we have to give it all this distinctions and separation in order to process it. Uh, because if we're, if, if I take in all of this light at once into my eyes, it's going to be an overwhelming experience. But if I organize it into all these little objects and then say, okay, and then I'm going to focus on this one image of Daniel, then I, I can manage that with the, part of my intellectual brain and I use language to discern certain symbols and we just talk like that, right? But if I look at this room, I can pick out 20 objects in my field of vision. If I'm processing and thinking about that at once, what am I going to say? Right? I have, I have 20 different, you know, I start 20 sentences of what I'm talking about, right? So our attention is used to discriminate down to 
a functional level of a, a quanta of information. <laughs> about the totality of what I'm perceiving. Yeah. And then we think we know everything. <laughs> well, that's because we have an ego part of our yeah. telling us a story or a lot. Or, but I think this is really important because this really is a deeper meaning of how our mind creates the world. Yeah, how we assemble, assemble our experience. Kind of like also your latest okay. podcast. Yeah, how we, the the building a, a virtual reality or how we don't actually see reality. Okay. That's another topic. Yeah. And then it's, so it's very funny. Some people have the conversations and you know, it's like, you know, this discussion, okay, the, the case for God, the case against God and very smart people say, well, there's no God. Because if God existed, he would be all knowing. And if God existed, uh he would be all loving and so you know how is this happening and suffering happening in the world because xyz it's like therefore it doesn't well okay these are stories of god and made up criterion okay and you you're not seeing somebody who's omnipotent or this entity that's omnipotent it's not making everything loving and therefore you no know, god is like well, okay well we discriminated down our criteria in our mind to this and then we don't find anything that fits that, therefore it doesn't exist. It's like, okay. So <laughs> it's like, you know, your, your criteria is too small. It's already distorted by beliefs about things God should be or shouldn't be or should do or should not do, should allow or should not yeah. allow. It's like, okay, the 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 mental model belief system of what religion says god is like is too small it's like no it doesn't god doesn't fit in that box <laughs> like oh there's nothing I, I have this box and god should fit in this box of these stories and fits this criteria it's okay well i can't i can't find anything that fits in that box therefore it doesn't exist right you know it's like going to the ocean it's like okay i got a cup of water and and you know you dip in a cup of water you look in the water it's like okay well, i don't see any dolphins i don't see any whales i don't see any seals in my cup of water it's like okay therefore you know those things don't exist right it's like well no it's like and even even you or i go to the ocean and we go scuba diving and we see whales we see dolphins we see all sorts of life are we seeing the whole ocean are we seeing everything that's contained in the ocean? No, we can go experience this. We have an experience of this small moment in the ocean, in this small period of time of light. Okay, but we haven't experienced the ocean. We have an any personal experience of the, of the ocean, which is a drop in a drop of time. Okay, but we do not know by experience the totality of the ocean and everything it contains and what it's doing. Okay, and we know less about the galaxy and we know less about the universe. Okay, and so we, we know very little through experience of God, but boy, what we can just experience in the day with so much beauty is here. In my personal experience and so 
there's so much beauty and awe in creation. And I won't, the totality of it is unknowable to me with this vehicle, but I sure like the expansion as I pursue experiencing it and the relationship with it in that way. That's really beautiful. So this is one of the things, and, and I, I mentioned it in the the live chat I did in the community. You know, one of one of the fundamental elements of of moving closer to God, which is really just closer to yourself, eliminating that separation that we feel that is uh, brings you closer to oneness with the world around you and peace with the world around you, peace within yourself is to practice being in a state of awe. To, to look around the world, I'll take something practical out of this, is like to look around the world in, and put on your, your eyes of like that child or without your left brain. And one of the ways to do that is to just see what is amazing around you. Practicing what is amazing. Okay? And if, you, if you're not seeing it today, it's because your mind is filtered and diced it up into everything rational and logical that has a story. Stories are, right? But the things that are amazing that put you in awe stops the story, stops the mind. So you know, lay down in your backyard or something or go someplace and watch the stars. Spend five minutes, spend 10 minutes, go, go watch the stars. Go, go to the woods and look at the trees. Just perceive what's happening with what they're doing, the air and the cycles of life. And, this, you know, connected, you know, just connected with the earth and the roots and the sun and this light. Like they're, they're in communion between matter and light. Go to the ocean and look at the vastness of it. Be in awe and just, just, just try to contemplate. How did this get here? What 13.8 billion year traveling explosion you know, had to happen for there to be an earth? And then the improbability of carbon becoming conscious <laughs> to perceive it. And a trillion cells working together, the whole disorganism together, so that then we can look out the eyes and take in the light and the vastness of the beauty. You know, an infinite world outside and trillions of cells working together. Like, try and get a trillion things to work together. That's in awe by itself. And so then put yourself in that awe. It will quiet the mind. And... help you feel connected to everything. After we just divided it all up with our language, huh? 
Ya. Ya. Sorry about that. <laughs> Not sorry. I think it's really good. It gives the full picture depending yeah. on the lens we take. Do we want to be a solid? And you know, we need that to function. Or do we want to also let go and be yeah. an infinite? Yeah, yeah. Because you you need your mind. One of one of the things was was very blessed about Miguel is like his explanations, right? You see. His, his discernment and clarity and explanations over the years. It was just like, walk away. I was like, oh my God, that's so clear. Because you, it's like you, you need to take your mind on that journey to expansion into awe. But you like, because if you leave it behind, you, you do like Jill Bolt Taylor did. It's like, okay, you have the experience, but you don't function. Then you're like, okay, but you don't want your mind in charge because then it, you experience the world of your mind as, and it's keeping you from direct experience. That would be awesome. And so it's like, okay, mind, I'm going to take you along. You have all this understanding now. So it's okay to have the experience. Because you, your mind, your mind is scared of those experiences. The ego, call, get into the ego. It's scared of those experiences, of that connection and expansion. Yeah, the ego mind is scared. I think some part of the mind can be really excited. Yeah, the ego mind is scared. And I think even leaving the ego mind aside, even just for the mind in general, the thinking mind, not just the ego. It's helpful then, like we talked, to have this map to bring back to daily living and functioning and interactions with life and people and all of that. Is this helpful? Is this where's the practical value in this understanding? So yeah, hopefully this is useful to people. I think this is good for now, but I think we could draw it more of of the practical value. And I think there's a lot just by thinking about the will, the world, and the manifestation. There's a lot that could be applied in life. Well, I think I think just to have a a new paradigm or this model that I'm sharing of what it's got could help people kind of change a lot of these stories that are false often that they live with that God's some religious narrative that they grew up with that feels like, I mean, I've worked with a lot of people who, you know, as adults still have the narrative that they, they grew up in the household, like, Oh, well, if you've sinned or you've done something bad, you're a bad person, you're going to hell. And they grew up afraid of doing something wrong or bad for fear that they're going to go to hell and suffer forever. And I'm like, okay, well, let's, you know, they were given that story and it's like, well, and and once you're in that story, it's like you never feel like you're a good person. You never feel like you're deserved to be loved. You're always a happy. And so, you know, if they just have like start to have a different model, then they can have a chance to start move away from those stories or that there's different versions of God that aren't part of the narrative they were given. I think another value is also we're so used to being bogged down in our 
personal ego minds troubles that just dreaming and thinking about a different uh, the let's call it cosmic version the more totalic version of the universe and creation gets you out of that box into seeing whoa there's a lot more here and for me it gets me excited to get out more of that box so i'm more my attention is more on all that is here rather than small stuff that um my personal ego mind can get troubled with or stuck about so hopefully hopefully some people found something useful practical helpful to them to get out of their stories and and their ego mind and consider a different different model of the world that and themselves what are we and what is this world uh what's going on here um yeah, and adopt some different beliefs that are more kind and loving to themselves instead of the old narratives that they were first given. Upgrade, upgrade the belief program. And can we say get excited about, you know, thinking more about those things and dreaming about them and feeling awe and just get excited about how much more is possible than what we perceive in daily life and busy with. Okay, so how about we leave it here for now? Thank you, teacher. Thank you, brother. Gary G's your new, I told you your new nickname. (laughs) It fits good with your name. I think you earned that. I earned that. By where you are now. (laughs) That's my sense in the last year or two, knowing your fears by now. Knowing my what? Knowing you for fears by now, I think. No, no. After your. Yeah. 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 No, we've got we've had some good conversations and <laughs> some time in the journey. So yeah. Yeah. So thank you for being interested and asking uh yeah, these things that I I'm not trying to keep a secret, but uh yeah, people don't usually ask about. I've thought about like, well, where I should I ah well people probably don't care. Not, and I think, and I dismiss it because like, well, no, I'm looking for a way of practical to help somebody out of suffering. So my cosmology of the world is like, that'll help? Okay, maybe it'll help. All right, let's talk about it. It will help. And, and we can get to the other parts of it in the future, but it will it will help. You know, even, even if it's just like, oh, if they can just with their rational mind goes, oh, that makes sense. That's why I experience different things every day or jump around between stories and it's like yeah if you have a better working model for what's happening then you're less confused you know you're closer to the truth with a better working model and you can see when you're in that limited mindset and go oh i remember that podcast or that discussion there's so much more in the universe what am i doing let's get out of this yeah why am i (laughs) taking my consciousness and dreaming into this little story about you know what happened three years ago you know yeah so thank you so much and i'm really grateful to have you as my guide over the years because i think maybe you're one of two people i would say i got to meet another person this year but one of two people in the whole universe that i think i can actually 
talk about this and get like really deep insights and value. So I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And maybe, uh, you know, you'll go further than me and you'll be able to revise my cosmology and make it better. Amen. Amen. <laughs> or find it was so accurate. I was like, Gary had it nailed down to the T. <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been an episode from the Awareness and Consciousness Podcast from pathwaytohappiness.com. This is Gary Van Wormerdam. Hope you find it helpful in navigating this very complex world as a very complex being. If you want some practical steps into how to make changes in your emotions, your thoughts, your behaviors, please check out my book, MindWorks, my courses at pathwaytohappiness.com for some practical ways to do that.